The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Back to the Brandon Peters Show as we continue our holiday run on the program. Today featured a discussion on the 2021 Hallmark Channel film, An Unexpected Christmas. And for that chat, I'm very happy to welcome back show mainstay, Danielle Sepulveres. Hello. Welcome back. Going from uh, crypt keeping to (laughs) holiday gift giving, cheering. I don't know. Something yes, it's, like it's the yin and the yang. We go dark and then we go light. <laughs> we go yes, yes, we do. We went light. We had working girl crow, mm-hmm. got crypt keeper, and then back up to the yeah, the totally wonderful. Yes, it's so so. Next thing has to be like really deeply disturbing. We're going to martyrs. We're going to go straight to martyrs. Have you seen martyrs? I haven't. Okay, no, don't. I, it's hard to watch. No? I, okay. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not <laughs> I don't want to watch martyrs see, again. Oh, no, no, don't see it. I don't want to watch <laughs> martyrs again. So it's a. Uh, yeah, that's not. We're not going there. We'll find there. something else. We'll find something else. We'll f- something kindly light. So, any new and exciting adventures recently? Ah, uh, so I am writing a piece for InStyle that I'm excited about. Although I think this this show might air before it comes out. So. I don't want to give away too much, but it's going to be an an in-style, and I'm really having so much fun writing it this week, and I will be handing it in tomorrow. Oh, I wish I could talk about it, but it's it's a little murdery, like there's some murder in it, Okay, and and it's about a TV show that, uh, a a mainstay TV show that we've all loved and watched over the years, so do with that what you will, and uh, okay. So, so that's been fun. Like I just, I just finished my job. I was working as a stand-in on Billions season five and season six, and we just wrapped this week. So, I'm now quote unquote unemployed. Actually, no, no quote unquote. I'm just unemployed, and <laughs> <laughs> but I have time to uh, to devote to some writing now, which is nice. Um, I'd really like to kind of kickstart back on some of the stuff I was working on this summer, but then I just got burnt out because my hours on my bill paying job were were Mm -hmm. wearing me down. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be so hard on myself. And I'm just going to do what I'm capable of doing until I have time to do more. And such is life. Uh, So yeah, so that's that. And I thought I would feel like exhausted, exhausted when we finished. And instead, I feel a little bit rejuvenated. Oh, there you go. Which is nice. Yeah. I don't know. That's, That's pretty much... It, I guess for me right now, and here's hoping in 2022 that my well my my book that I wrote what feels like a gazillion years ago has been optioned again this year, and hopefully we'll be at the point where we can start pitching it so that maybe one day it'll be on Netflix, and you can have me on to talk about go. my show. <laughs> there we go. Yes, there we go. You can talk about your show, and I, Greg and I cool. We're, review it that's what we'll, yes, do. we'll switch that would be great we'll switch it perfect. over love and that we'll, idea and we'll do that that's perfect i'm excited for that i hope it 
does spin out. More Here's success. Something. More Thank success you. all the time, all the time to deserving people. Oh, thanks. So, okay. Well, I, I have you on here to talk an unexpected Christmas. Emily! You came. Two exes. What are you doing here? Your sister said she thought we broke up and you didn't tell anyone. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's weird. Because I haven't told them. One major merry mix-up. What if you stay here for a week so that my family can enjoy Christmas drama-free? Do you understand what a terrible idea that is? What is going on? An Unexpected Christmas. Directed by Michael Robinson. Written by Paul Campbell. Based on a script by the one, the only... Greg McGoon. Who Greg will be, McGoon, we love you. Who will be guesting on the show next week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, starring Bethany Joy Lenz, Tyler Hines, Allison Wanzura, Morgana Willie, and Linda Boyd. It's about Jamie, who hasn't told his family that he and his ex, now ex-girlfriend Emily broke up. After an inopportune run-in with Emily at the train station at his hometown, Jamie convinces her to pretend they're still a couple to avoid ruining Christmas for his family. Jamie and Emily engage in a week-long ruse of enga- in, uh, engaging in his family's holiday activities together while they're stuck in his family's home together. The pair discovers their relationship might still have some potential, resulting in a very... Unexpected Christmas. <laughs> that was a perfect reading of the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm struggling with I had to do uh, next week's episode, which is already recorded. I had to read that one like th- I had to stop myself and be like, slowly go through it, Brandon. Or I can fix it and post. Who knows? I sound a lot better after editing. Yes. So this is based on a script by Greg Magoon, who Mm -hmm. listeners know from the show. Apparently, they beloved Greg Magoon because so many people have told me they want to be friends with Greg Magoon. I'm like, okay. Everybody loves Greg. Whenever he's been on the spelling bee, everybody's like, I love Greg. Greg's my favorite. He's so much fun. (laughs) I want that charm and charisma in life. (laughs) Give it, it, Greg. And he's so creative and, you know, loves romance. And obviously that's clear in the story of An Unexpected Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the trope. I've always loved the trope of pretending to be a couple and then mm-hmm. it turning real. And I, I feel like a lot of the reviews of the movie have said that, you know, that the, it took a a kind of a tried and true trope or or almost even a tired, what you would think of as like a tired trope and, and gave it just like a fresh facelift and like mm-hmm. a nice spin on it and i don't know if i would even call it like a, a fresh spin i mean i think the the writing was great and i think the story was great um but i think a huge thing with any kind of trope is the casting has to be good and there was such good chemistry between the leads on this that you know it it sold it from day one it was like oh my god look at these two adorable people who clearly still love each other and, you know, one is, is trying not to get hurt again. And the other one is, is too proud to, to, you know, tell her how he, how he really feels and like why he broke up with her in the first place. Um, and it just, it just worked from like the minute they, they run into each other at the train station. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. These two, I like these mm-hmm. two. Um, and then, you know, and, and then of course it comes to like the, the zany family antics and the family was great. And I was actually really happy to see the mom, the woman who plays the mom uh, is a character who uh, dies on Virgin River. 
And um, she was very sweet on Virgin River, and I was very sad that her character died. So it's nice to see her thriving. <laughs> she's also, she's the mom, she was Sean's mom in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift that ships him off oh. to Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think Damn. I knew that or realized that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that was fun. And I definitely think there needs to be a sequel for this movie. Greg needs to come up with a sequel story um, where we we follow the uh, the lesbian sister. And that's and what he said. Like yes. he's that's where his his mind is yeah. at for that. Yeah, totally. Because it sets it up, it like tees it up perfectly by the mm-hmm. end of the movie. And also, that's a really fun thing, which I thought was was different than usual for Hallmark, but also in general for like these type of um, cute rom coms. Is that you have this this woman who made a decision to adopt a child because she really wanted to be a mom, mm-hmm. and then realized like, okay, like I have what I want, but I also, you know, I'm lonely, and I, you know, I would like a partner too, but also now isn't sure that it, someone's going to want to share in her life as like a co-parent, you know. And obviously, there's plenty of people who would. So that's right. what movie two is, and and I want to see that happen. But yeah, I like. I mean, I've loved Bethany Joy Lynn since One Tree Hill days, of course. And they really need to have her sing. Like she's a singer. Yeah. she's a good singer. And like, let's get her singing in these movies. There's some karaoke stuff there, right that's there a, for it, right prime right? for it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, she's not going to go up and just like bring down the house. And I'm like, okay, fine. But uh, yeah, I just thought. I thought their chemistry was gold, the two of them, uh, Bethany and Tyler. And that to me, just like right from the get, I was like, yep, this is, this works. I like this. And, you know, the, the story, I think anyone who loves rom-coms and, you know, like we're, I was saying before, you know, is, is into those sort of stereotypical tropes that, mm-hmm. that are in rom-coms and the whole pretending to be a couple I feel like that's always been a dream of so many of us. Like whenever we've been in a situation that we don't want to be alone or we don't want to be perceived as sad and alone. Right. And uh, that we've wished, oh, we like, I wish we had like that person that we could ask to to sort of jump in there and, and be this like doting partner in front of uh, who we need to kind of save face from. Mm-hmm. And... And so it is like it's a little bit of a fantasy, like a fantasy fulfillment, um, because I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's happened in real life, too, that you realize you've had feelings for a friend of yours or or something to that effect. And when they've you've been thrust into a situation where you just end up spending time together and like maybe see each other in a different way. But it just makes for like a cute story. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's a definitely a nice. I, I like the the way it's thrust upon feels really unique i mean it's probably you know not our first rodeo with oh we got a fake like work i mean it goes back you could and knowing greg knowing that he could pull from like such a way throwback screwball comedy conceit because you could see this in black and white with people pulling this off uh running around and then all some of the the quirks that some people might go oh it's like it's there for a reason and he's ribbing it He's laughing with you at that. He's wanting you to grow or something like that. You know, yeah. he's he's because he said he was intentionally trying to throw at those things um, that I find quite funny about it, which works. But like I like Tyler, I, I, I don't think I've seen him in it. I may have seen him in stuff, but I wasn't I didn't have memory. Like I looked him up. I'm like, OK, I watched that. I watched that. I don't remember who he was on that. But uh, he kind of gave me the vibes of um, looks and acting wise, something of like a 
qualities like a Nathan Fillion or a Kyle Chandler yeah, with who he, he was. Yes, he has that. Yeah, I get that. Where he has those, um, like Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. has those those expressions where like he doesn't mm-hmm. need to say something. He just, his face kind of says it. Yeah. And a lot of moments, that's why people for years have used that one gif of him where he's like, you know, like, yes. that's, he's, <laughs> he's that guy. And yeah, I see that on his face too. I also think it was fun that there was like a little bit of, of role reversal where like she's the successful professional woman because mm-hmm. so many um, rom-coms, it's it often starts with like a woman whose life has fallen apart. Like, you know, granted she's sad because like she's been dumped in the past month or whatever but like she's planning this trip to Hawaii like everything's going great at work for her like she clearly has good friends like she's smart she's fun and here's this guy who broke up with her because he well let's be honest he's being kind of a pussy Um, (laughs) well yeah no he's the worst like that's like oh feel bad for me because I'm you know, down in the dumps with my old school morals and yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, cause he, he saw her thriving and felt like he couldn't keep up or like that, you know, she, you know, she would resent him at some point because like he, he, you know, wasn't anywhere near at her level. And a thing is like, I feel like as long as you're not like sitting around mooching off that person or actively denigrating them or, you know, being, being awful to them, mentally or emotionally then like i don't you know like that that's that's like a you problem if you don't think you're as successful as you should be and then you know just like her face when she's like oh my god you're speech writing now like you sort of get this sense of like this is what he wanted to do yeah and she probably was like encouraging him to do it and he like you know wasn't applying himself or wasn't trying to get those jobs and then he has he got this job like after her so he he's like begun the part of his life that he want he wants to have but like he's still probably not at the well clearly not at a level because when you see in that first meeting he you know like the, his boss doesn't know who he is like the um i mean the big boss the the politician woman yeah. clearly doesn't seem to know who he is at all and he like everyone he's kind of making a ridiculous awkward moment in the meeting and that's usually reserved for the woman like like she's, you know, like trips and falls on the street or, she, you know, she's in a meeting, gets fired, like, and yeah. she's going to, you know, like, I'm so used to like the, the movie opening that way and like her moving back home and like putting her life together. And instead it's more like, she's good to go. She knows what she wants and, you know, and who she is and he's got to figure it out and yeah and then they end up doing it together so i thought that that was a nice little change yeah uh, yeah he's got that he's got the job at the beginning and stuff and it's almost maybe like he now that he's there but he doesn't have her it's like now what you know like it's not well i'm here but i need this back and he's too judgmental of himself to have ever approached going back to her and asking or anything like that that's um uh, yeah definitely Definitely, definitely role reversal. But uh, she, she's in a job where she's, you know, six, uber successful and stuff. But what is success when you can't enjoy your Hawaii trip because you get pulled to this? And then mm-hmm. then I can go do to no, because yeah. they, she gets another thing dangled in front of her. But who knows yeah. what that will be? Like, it feels like right. there's promise that like those people that 
work hard so hard for like this in the future future and keeps mm-hmm. moving the goalpost back yes to where true. like i'm a very i'm I'm a very live in the now like type person mm-hmm. not prepare for a future but don't prepare yeah. everything for the future because you're not right. guaranteed said future and you never know mm-hmm. how things are going to be but like she's right her success in front of her eyes is blinding her from not getting to enjoy experiences, I guess is what I'm trying to, to yeah, say. Yeah, no, you're right. Because, you know, the Grand Cayman mm-hmm. opportunity that, you know, he overhears about. And then, of course, like he then... Pissy party and yeah. Uh, yeah, shuts down and decides like, oh, no, like, well, she's going to leave again. So, like, why am I going to put myself out there? And like he's... but. I liked that stuff about him because I felt like that was so realistic. Yeah. Um, like that's so, you know, something I feel like so many of us, like we look for signs um, like, you know, give me a sign so that I know if I should take a chance on this or like, this is a sign that I should do that. And, you know, everyone's telling him like, or his whole family is loves her and he's clearly feeling has still has had feelings for her and is, is going down the week where she's really helped him out. Like she really didn't have to do what she did. I mean, at at a certain point she did because she didn't have a hotel room. Yes. But <laughs> like she still could have just like outed him to his whole family and, and been done with it. And instead she didn't and like gave him like the chance to, to like figure stuff out and like come to his senses and still took him a little bit too long, but you know, it's a movie, so it's fine. Right. I uh, I wrote down my I go Emily just lets this happen, but granted she has to or we don't have a movie. Like it's yes. like, you yes. you have to give a movie something. Like you have yes. to give like it's not a re- you're not watching a reality. No, especially no. when you're watching a Hallmark movie. But like yeah, right. th- you have to give conceits. That's what I try to tell me that like you have to give yourself the movie. You have to allow it to do things because it needs that to go. It's a conceit. You have to give yes. that. So yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. And I'm trying to think I feel like I had something else to say about how it ended. Like, I I love, you know, it was kind of fun. I was laughing to myself because I'm like, man, I always joke about movies that end with like someone running to the airport. Mm-hmm. And so they're running to the train station. And right. I kind of like that that was <laughs> that that was a change. I'm like, oh, finally, a train station where you can actually just run up to where somebody's right. eating to get on work because like at on airports like you you never were able to do that <laughs> like yes <laughs> you never like you can't get through security without a ticket like no <laughs> um and then people would just like have two thousand dollars lying around to just like buy a last go go yeah, yeah. Just go 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 yeah um like i think one of the best movies of showing that is uh the wedding singer where like oh. he stops and it, they're like putting it on like four different credit cards or whatever right. or, like he borrows his friend's credit card for like half of it and he's like you're gonna pay me back and he's like probably not and he's like let's um, face it probably yeah, not no, probably yeah. not and like i love that that like quick little moment because there's so many movies where like you know you just suspend the disbelief and you're like whatever it's fine they have mm-hmm. to get on the plane and they have to chase them across the country right. or, and show up at their door and it's it's okay but when when something refutes like that, you're like, finally, somebody admitting that you can't just run to the gate, one, and two, like, nobody has thousands of dollars, just buy the ticket. Right, like- <laughs> right, yeah, buy the ticket for a chance, yeah, that, you know, uh, reminds me of uh, another romantic story that ended at a train station that I love, uh, Can't Hardly Wait did that, that's where that can't one Can't Hardly Wait, wound yes. Up. 
That was great. Yes. I love Can't Hardly Wait. I love how many people are in that movie. That is it's it's honestly just bananas how many people are in I, that movie. I am like not that it's a competition, not that I know, but like I was always for like the the nineties, the teen movies that represented, I guess, our generation, Daniel. Yeah. Uh but like that's my that one felt like it hit home and got it the best. And then like I think I liked it better than American Pie. But you know, that was the American Pie was the the I don't know, the extreme one, so people went right for that, but Can't Hardly Wait, I feel like it got most of the clicks right, the the way people behaved, mm-hmm. the attitude of the generation, mm-hmm. I yeah. and it had a killer soundtrack, too. Yes. So. Yeah, the thing, and like, don't get me wrong, like, back in the day, I loved American Pie, um, mm-hmm. but I agree, I think Can't Hardly Wait was for me better because like American Pie was it was it was a dude movie you know it was about these four yeah. guys and like their friendship and you know what they were up to and like you never you never really got a girl POV mm-hmm. in that movie I mean barely on, like you, yeah like yeah. barely like later on I would say like when Allison Hannigan became more important Mm -hmm. in it, like then you kind of did, but still it was also like most of the women in it were just like fantasy versions. When they start getting trimmed off in the sequels to where Allison Hannigan's the one left. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, in that respect, like nothing, nothing about it, like felt like my high school experience, like nothing about it felt at all like relatable to me. It was just a funny movie for me. Well, everybody knew like a Stifler type. Everybody could, yeah, that was about it. Yes, like the Stifler type who always had parties, um, who's like parents never seemed to be home and yeah. Um, But yeah, Can't Hardly Wait felt super real. I mean, not super real because it's it's a ridiculous movie, but I mean, you have like nerds who, who... want to get revenge on the most popular guys in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, the the guy and girl friend who are both, like, they're not unpopular, but they're just sort of in this weird middle ground of, like, you know, people kind of know who they are and, like, think mm-hmm. they're nice, but, like, you know, they they just are semi on the outside. Like, you know, Ethan Embry has been in love with this girl for four years, which is kind of creepy, honestly. It is. Yeah. There's a, there's a looking back and be like, maybe it wasn't so cute, but maybe it wasn't so cute, but that's why it's like, I think good at the end where they, it's just them talking, you Mm -hmm. know, which is nice. Like, I know granted, like we get the whole, um, what's it called? Uh, style of ending like what's that epilogue um, with the right like they went yeah, on yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that and went on yes. to yeah little, yeah yeah but like some of it was just like poking fun too where it's like you know denise and kenny uh broke up got back together broke, broke up, up again yeah. <laughs> like that was funny yeah like i don't know like in a guy like kenny like everyone had a kid mm-hmm. like that at school where you're like oh my god you're you're a white boy like yep. what are you doing like stop and like and friends who like all fed off of each other um, and the, the Jerry O'Connell cameo was great. Like I, yes. I knew that. Like you knew those guys that came. Back. It was like wow, they came back, loser. Yeah. Like yes, <laughs> they yes because like they couldn't hack it in college. Yeah, like they they peaked in high school. Yeah, and so that that was awesome. Yeah, like it just everything about it felt like a legit high school party. Mm-hmm. Just upped like you know, a thousand levels right? for for movie purposes. And then also, you know, you always knew 
a group who had a band and then the band like suddenly one day like stopped performing because like two of them started fighting or like and they all went in different directions of music Mm -hmm. that they were listening to and liking and getting influenced but yeah yeah so good in the band is breckenmeyer and um (laughs) donald Faison. (laughs) like so many and it's like i love that they're they argue about like you know, no, it's stupid. You don't wear your own T-shirt with your own band name on it. Like, that's not what you do. And they're like, I don't care. I think it's cool, like, to wear our own T-shirt with the band name on. Like, yeah. and like that's the thing that they're fighting about. But that's such a a teenage boy, like, so so kind of obsessed with image and reputation. Like, what's cool? What's edgy? What's you know? I just remind. I I just imagined if. Ringo Starr was in that band, and he was like, "Well, I would like to wear the band T-shirt." Oh well, I think we'll wear band T-shirts then. Well, we would like because there's a, if you I don't know if you watch Get Back, yes. but okay, there's the moment where they're going over about playing on the roof again later on after oh. everybody had ditched it and they're big, yeah. arguing. Like, I don't know about the roof, the roof, and Ringo goes, "I would like to play on the roof. That'd be good." <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, we should play on the roof. Let's yeah, let's." Play on the roof. I was like. Oh my god! It was so that's funny. Really, that's really. Funny. I don't know why the flash, but this has been our can't hardly wait aside from yeah. an unexpected Christmas from an unexpected discussion Christmas. with a little bit of get back at the end. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yes, and I I love the title for an unexpected Christmas because it's like an unexpected Christmas. Oh, that's brilliant. Like, there right? you go. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. You just pointed that out to me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. like just like when I show I I I when I did my I made Aaron Newworth laugh, he didn't realize it either. Why I watched so I've been studying up Matrix movies for the commentary I recorded uh this month and I showed it to my son and they were going when Morpheus is introducing Neo to the crew and he's you know, Cypher and this and he's like and mouse and he's like, Wow, all all computer stuff, huh? My son said that. I was like, he's like, you know, like mouse. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I never realized that. And I, and and I just thought it was because oh he's a God, squirrely so little funny. guy. I thought he's because a squirrely guy. And and then and then Aaron Newf was like, he started cracking up, and I was like, you didn't think that? He's like, no. I, he's like, it's right there, and I didn't it's right there. think your so. son is brilliant. He is brilliant. He is so. You were today uh, years old when you figured that out. Yes, I was. I was like, oh my gosh, mouse, mouse. But yeah, unexpected Christmas. That is just like that. That's, oh my gosh. That's, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a really cool title. Um, there's like a lot of little fun things. Like I, I, there's some weird stuff here too, of course. But I, I I wondered, so they're all like about this Jackie Joyner Kersey being the yes. original speaker. Yes. And there's a scene where, Bethany Joy Lentz is talking to her on the phone and I'm like did Jackie Joy and Kersey just randomly like send them a FaceTime and it didn't she didn't realize it was supposed to be a phone call because it feels like a cameo video on her end and she's trying to act the hell out of making it feel real and I'm like that's like a cameo video like it does yeah (laughs) but I was thinking of it more as because I've I've worked um where people who are not actors have like Mm -hmm. played themselves and a lot of them are they sort of freeze up and don't know how to talk normally like they they sort of almost like perform it in a way that's what it felt like you okay. know where where they just like suddenly seem like 
not conversational and natural. Gotcha. Um, but also too, like it could have been, I, I feel like this, these movies get shot so quickly. Right. Yeah. I'm sure like with, when it comes to a phone call, uh, Bethany might not have had any idea what her, what Jackie Joyner's side looked like. Right. And, no, totally. Like, it could have been she was just looking at a blank phone and a script mm-hmm. supervisor was reading right. to her. So, like, yeah. So, I, you know, I wonder because that that comes into play because I've I've read off camera on a lot of shows that I've worked on um, so that actors can have something to like respond yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of being a stand-in, a lot of the times I was there for the day that they shot the other side of the call, so I know. The intensity, the love, yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly, and you know, like, how, how you know, how they read it, how they read the lines. So, you know, it's 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 helpful, but I think it's possible that maybe she was just acting to a blank phone. Oh, no, she probably, um, no, 100%, and, but I just think, I yeah. think the video you know, they were, I mean, they might have been the video they were expecting <laughs> from Jackie didn't turn out to be what they wanted, and they tried yeah. to make it It definitely work. felt like a cameo. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But the, there was something uh, with with Jackie. Now I'm trying to remember what it is. Like uh, I feel like I wrote it. Like the um, she's actually the, from Illinois. I looked that up. She's from yes. uh, she's from uh, East St. Louis. So, oh, cool. So, yeah. So I looked that um, up. There were the uh, the tagline. It was the tagline for the campaign. Mm. Uh, wait. I know I have it because I I I like basically texted it like screaming to Greg because I'm like oh my god this is so funny. But it was like it was just so perfect, and it I just felt like Greg to me. Mm. I don't know if he actually that was something he that, came up with, but it was just something really funny that just made sense. The campaign, uh, like the political campaign that's going heavy in December, that I was like, <laughs> oh, it's if you can't beat her, join her. There you go. Yes, that was it. If you can't beat her, join her. And I said to to uh, Greg too because like a lot of times in these kind of movies, uh, you know, uh, Christmas movies or you know Netflix movies or Hallmark movies, I feel like a lot of the people have these nondescript jobs where it just feels like the people who wrote it or even the actors playing it like have no idea what it's like to work in an office. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe that Bethany Joy Lenz worked in marketing. Like I believed Emily worked in marketing because like she didn't say anything ridiculous and cliche. Mm-hmm. Like she she seen, she understood like I like I definitely got a sense of like project management from like, you know, when she was talking about uh, delegating tasks and like things that she needed to set up for her job, and because just just like for comparison, there was a movie, a Christmas movie on Netflix. I think it came out last year, and um, the uh, one of the actresses is like on the phone with her boss and is like, "We are right on target for Q four," and I was like, "That is not something someone would say," <laughs> and as because as someone who had targets and goals like every quarter mm-hmm. at my old corporate job a gazillion years ago that's you would never say that you would say fourth quarter no one says q4 like i'm sorry that's like not q4 is not a thing and and also we're right on target for what 
Like yeah. you wouldn't say I'm right on target for Q4. You would say like, hey, we're on tar- we're on target for our receivables for fourth quarter. Like we're actually going to surpass what we did in the third quarter. Yep. Um, and then based on those projections, like first quarter of the the new year, blah 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 blah. Like that sounds real because that's how people would talk about it. We're going just, over our forecast for our yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you you just randomly tossing out like while you're typing, like, we are right on target for <laughs> Q4, and I was like. No one talks like that. <laughs> That's what the, the the person who hasn't worked it sees the term goes, I bet a cool person would say that. Or, yes, it's no. like, it's so funny. It basically just sounded like what people playing office when they're in middle school, like if, in elementary school, I should even say, like like if six-year-olds are pretending to work in an office, like about like what they would say. And there, there, <laughs> there, there was a trope I found in here, like right at the beginning that I now want like someone to do a super cut video of it happening in like oh, everything. So when she gets to the office, she's got mm-hmm. her friend there with the coffee and she's like, oh my God, thank you. Like I want the, you saved my life with coffee as I walked in the door montage. I want it from yes. every movie, everything. Cause I was like, it's the best. I, yeah. I laughed because I, I figured that was there intentionally. But mm-hmm. I was like, and then my mind was like, that happens all the time. This may have been the first it movie does. where I like, I've seen it before. I recognize it, but I'm like, that's in like 80 movies where someone's like, mm-hmm. oh, you saved my life. Thing. Oh, I come through the door and someone's like waiting with the coffee. Like how long yes. have they been waiting with the coffee? Like it might be yeah. cold. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. This, the the person with the best friend person saving the life because they have the coffee like yes I mean there's always going to be in every movie like this like the best friend whose life revolves around their friend like mm-hmm. they don't seem to have their own personal life whatsoever like they they almost they live like an assistant in a way right yeah like, I, I yeah I I live to serve you which somehow yes. makes me normal or regular. But I live to do nothing but just be at your side and Mm -hmm. tell you what I don't have in life or whatever or watch you. Yeah, that that person. Yes. And like live vicariously through you because I can't actually go out and, you know, find someone for myself. I just have Mm -hmm. to hear all about your relationship and help you with your relationship. Right. Stunningly, she doesn't travel to Fulton. They send other people from the office. I'm like, was that something that they shot and then like. Uh, something happened with getting someone somewhere and they replaced later on. I was just like, huh, it's weird well, she didn't make it there. I mean, it works out because I guess like it could have been that uh, it could have ended up that her friend was gay and liked the sister and then mm-hmm. they'd be a nice little foursome. But it, is, it <laughs> ended up being cute that it was his boss that. Uh, right. Yeah, it was his. There. Yeah, his boss that came there. And I figured like and then because when she has people, it's the two. It's like two other people that yeah. uh, from her thing. I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. well, maybe I was like. Maybe there was a casting, travel, shooting, scheduling thing that changed something yeah. up. But who knows? That Those things who happen. Knows? And most people yeah. watching don't even think that deep into yes. it. But I was like, <laughs> huh. I was like, I figured that friend from back in the office would show up somewhere other than a phone call if we got his boss coming there. And But yeah, that, yep. that, that best friend that's there for, yeah. That's all. She, that's all it. she really has to bounce off, too, is that phone call yeah. for that. It's true because, yeah, she doesn't have family, clearly. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that's it's so funny because sometimes I I like movies where like one people one people will have that doesn't that's not we're grammar. speaking great today you We're heard speaking, me go through the synopsis yeah, like, well, um, <laughs> it's 
you know, when you find out, like somebody just like announces <laughs> in the movie, um, like, you know, I don't have a family to go home to anymore. And you're like, ah, yes, great. Only like one one set of people's names I have to like, yes. remember through the course of this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is it that's again, like it's another trope because like it's the person without a family who feels like wanted and like adopted into the family mm-hmm. of their partner. So um so that was nice. And also like that again, like that family was well cast for 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 that too. Like that was one of the things I had said to Greg after I watched it. I was like, I feel like they got the right people for every part of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, your two leads had better chemistry than some like huge big budget movie rom coms that I've watched, mm-hmm. and that's you know the so good job Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Bethy Joyla, she's been in a few of those Hallmark movies, yeah. so she yeah. she's got it down. And that, you know, Canadian actors showing up mm-hmm. through things, but yeah, and they're the, the the family and their gigantic house. I know. Just the biggest house. and Every and, room is humongous. And they love Christmas. Love Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I will say that they try and try to make this grandfather loom large over everything. And I just, the whole time, oh, yeah, that grandfather that just loved Christmas. Like, it's like, yep. we didn't need it. Like, there was <laughs> there was one thing that I wanted to pay off, and it didn't. When they talk about, there's the, the incident that they're, oh, the incident, oh, the incident. And I thought there'd be something later that would roof, like that would relate yeah, yeah. to that, but nothing happened. I nothing. was like, oh. Yeah, I thought that was going to come back too. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, yeah. there's a lot. You throw things around. The sequel. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it was funny because I, I talked to Greg or like somewhere in this process of him writing it. And he's like, yeah, I, I write in three X. They want eight. So there's probably a lot of stuff that had to get added on. And, you know, you got to, yeah. you. some people don't realize some things are there to fill time. Some things are there to, you know, that happens, especially in a yes. televi- television production that's, you know, planning yes. for commercials, planning for a, right. yeah. So. And, and like Christmas rom-coms, like holiday rom-coms, Christmas rom-coms, Hallmark movies, they all have like that same, you know, you have, well, because a lot of them are, you know, 90 minutes long. So mm-hmm. you have that like 70 minute buildup and of like, and then like in the last 10 minutes of that 70 minutes, you're getting to the, oh no, things are, things are going to get weird soon or everything's going to come to a head. Oh no, the conflict is going to happen. Like everyone's going to find out that this person did this and this person should have communicated that. And, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, the final like 15, 20 minutes is like everything like bursting to flames, being doused and being resolved. <laughs> right. Yes. With the... Christmas music that got used in Home Alone a lot that to, <laughs> yes. to, to chase just down in the the finale. Yes. I will say the the scene stealer of this whole thing is the sister character. Like yeah. I couldn't, the you can't shed. help but love her. Yeah, she, she shed. Yes, she shed on. She shed off. Yeah, like she's just the coolest person. Like you want to know her and real. Like I need a person like that. You know, like that kind of feeling. Because and the actor manages. She just like nails it. Like it's not an easy thing to get across what she's doing and it's especially impressive for the you know expectations of a hallmark movie that she can fully like disagree with her brother's decisions or like what he's doing but yet still adore and love him at the same time and she gets it across like magnificently it's It's true it's really impressive that's true that's a really good point 
Yeah, I liked her a lot. We love a meddling sibling. That's that's a fun trope. Oh, oh, mm. I will say, I said to Greg, I'm like, okay, give your movie an Oscar because there were like two points where characters were carrying like to-go cups of coffee, and I mm-hmm. believe there was coffee in them. Yeah? Because, yes, I swear, like so many movies and TV shows, they look empty, they feel empty, they seem empty, and it drives me bonkers. I've got one prime example that bugged the shit i like the movie yeah bugged the shit out of me but the coffee was empty ben affleck drinking coffee in gone girl oh he i i something's wrong with it and it just yeah i i'm sorry if i just ruined this for you and listeners no no which do you remember what scene it's in the opening when he's like taking out trash and why he's just like he's drinking coffee Oh, oh. And yeah, it's, see, it's, that's a, it's like they forget like how to drink like a normal human. It just comes up and like, yeah, it's it's really weird. And like, yeah. is it, are we watching him as it's empty drinking yeah. it? But it's just, and I'm not, I, I, I enjoy Ben Affleck. That's fine. Like, mm, but it's too. just that, that decision. I'm like, when mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater, I've watched it a couple of times on yeah. Blu-ray. I'm just like, what, what, it's bugging me the way you're drinking this coffee. And yeah. I, I think it's because I, you know, it's also him like between shooting Batman stuff. There's, yeah, oh co- yeah. maybe he's not used to holding like coffee's like really light to him now. But it's just the way, <laughs> the way he goes about drinking it in that early so stage. Funny. It's it's him around yeah. the front of his house doing stuff, and the way he's drinking the coffee. Yeah. And there's a couple scenes in a row in the beginning of him drinking coffee. I'm just like, yeah, so give him a mug, please, somebody, not the cup with the yeah. lid. Something, yeah. Because like I've most of the shows I've worked on, the props people will put water in them, so at least there's like a right. heft to it. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it's like weird. It's like people forget when when there's nothing in them, they they seem to not know how to like pretend to drink normally. So mm-hmm. like they just look weird. Like you said, it's like, like if there's no them. doorway, they won't know how to walk through a door. Like yeah, you know. And although like I will say more egregious than the person like walking down the hallway holding one mm-hmm. or pretending to drink one um is the person who's holding the four in the little like the cup the four cup holder thing mm-hmm. where you're oh, carrying like the, four of them yeah the carrier i think they yes, would you the like carrier. a carrier yeah yes uh, it's when those four are empty. It's like they literally walk around and they're. It's like, like that. They they're like holding it like as if it's empty instead of, mm-hmm. and it's just like very weird, and it bothers me. Yes, just- <laughs> but people seem to be drinking coffee for real in this movie, or at least drinking water. It's like they go to like stage tactics for it rather than because yes. there's a difference between yes. acting for stage and acting for you know stage yes. you gotta the people in the back need to notice that you're drinking the coffee so it's a yeah. little it's more theatrical but in like film yeah. you you gotta just take a sip just take a sip yeah it's yeah but no you're right it feel it feels like theater or like having a tea party with a toddler where you're like or like yes like <laughs> Exactly, but done serious, like yes. stone face, like um, it's real. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yes. Oh. But yeah, give give anything an Oscar or an Emmy where it's real. There's real liquid in the cup. <laughs> well, I did a I did a movie where a couple was drinking wine at dinner, and we were shooting in an apartment, and nobody had the apartment did not have dye. The apartment we had, and and it was like. The guy was supposed to finish his glass after hearing this story. Yeah. And he was, he's some kind of 
religion or he couldn't he didn't drink alcohol the the lead yeah. actor right so grape juice we didn't have grape juice we all we had was a, a couple bottle of wine props that were used in the scene and he he's like it's a part i can i can drink for a part it's fine it's fine i'll just i'll be fine i be dude was lit leaving the set that like yeah he was all all of a sudden really chatty with everybody we do a good job today yeah we were all man i was like i was like oh man it was so funny to just watch him get bigger and bigger in the scenes as he kept doing it and we didn't feel we're like we'll feel it we'll we'll act like we'll we'll show you guys talking we'll make sure it goes down a bit we'll shoot you with it going down a bit here and there you want someone else to drink it down for you and i think somebody we took turns like sipping it down how we you could not do that nowadays no you could not but but it was like this and he didn't i don't think he drank much but it was it was funny to watch him just get Luckily, we had Just a driver, so he got dr- he got oh, drove good. back to oh, he got God. drove back to where he lived. But oh my God. he's like, I and he was just like bah, 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 the whole time. And I was, it was. He did not feel good the next day. <laughs> probably not. Although I don't know if we shot the. Ne- this movie was a movie that got shot over a few years, like whenever mm-hmm. the the That's director right. got money because he was he wanted a certain DP to shoot it. And the guy said, you shoot it on film, I'll do it. So he would save up his money to buy film, rent the cameras. We'd go shoot till he's out of film. Repeat. Uh, and the guy's okay. like, well, I fucking told him I'd shoot it. So, <laughs> so, yep. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that's funny, but they probably did not really drink stuff here, especially in the whiskey scene, which has that stereotypical character of like the random waiter or person that works at a store that comes back after, getting crazy information but it did i loved the sequence i don't know why the waiter would come up and be like hey is this the family you're keeping the secret from right but it sets up the menu wall which i've never seen in anything before and it's brilliant the menu wall is great and also like the sister being like what the hell is going on like (laughs) and then it's like he's like He's like, uh, he's like, yeah. And you just go up, use your credit cards. He's like, my credit card. He's like, oh, you caught that? Okay. And then, the, the, and then the friend, the boss is like, how do you? Th- is this any good? <laughs> like at the end, that that was good. But the menu wall was just brilliant. I was like, that's yeah. that's pretty funny. That's that really was great. Cool. Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's always that thing of like where you tell somebody as soon as she started like being drunk and like. Talking to the waiter, I'm like, oh, this is going to come back at some point. I don't know when or how, but this is, yep, this isn't going to work out for them. But it's funny. And there's a movie, there's a movie actually with Alex D'Addario, where like the whole conceit of the movie is like, she's on a, she's on a plane and it hits really bad turbulence and like they think they're going to crash and die and so like the guy next to her she like confesses everything to mm. like she's like i do this thing at work and blah 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 and my friend is this and, and like she and i once did a this you know she's just like completely bearing her soul and then they level out land everything's fine he ends up being her new boss at her company oh like he was like flying in um, from their like Chicago office or something. And so he finds it super, she's like mortified, of course. And like, he finds it super amusing and will occasionally like bring stuff up. Like one of the things she said, she said something about how, uh, in her confession at one point, she like digressed to like saying that the coffee at work was like really disgusting or like really bad. And, um, and when her boss comes, 
the new boss comes and there's like the whole introduction thing and whatever. Someone was like, oh, can you get him a cup of coffee? And he looks at her and he's like, no, I think I'll skip the coffee. <laughs> and and uh, and then, of course, like it goes from like the most innocuous thing she said, which was, you know, that to like the more and more, you know, like she complained about a coworker and said something else about like the way the office is run, you know, and like all these things. And he's just sort of like kind of like ribbing her about it. But I like I immediately thought of that when she was talking to the waiter and I'm like, oh, he's going to end up being like related to somebody yeah. or, like at a, at the party where like they all are are hanging up. Pretending I'm, to be I'm grandfather reincarnated through this. Yes, man. No. Through this man. You know, you just you just gave me like, what is this Alexander Desario movie called that you're do you remember uh, the title? I don't remember, but I'm sure if I just type her in, I will. The the name of it will will ring a bell. All right. Well, meanwhile, like that is like you just my mind spark for like the perfect plot of like a Hitchcock movie where a plane is apparently going down and the guy in the seat next to a guy confesses like he committed a murder da 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 or something or he was a, a spy Russian spy or something like that some diabolical confession before he dies and the plane lands and then the guy is worried about telling that guy or the guy who was told has this guy watching him all around or something like that. Wouldn't that be cool? Like I would. Like, That's very Hitchcock. Very. I yeah. Would wa- I would watch that. Let's oh, figure it's called that out. Can, can you keep a secret? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, like, you know, they end up like dating and being together, but then also like, so, of course something comes between them and then not and blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. someone steal my Hitchcock idea. Give me a special thanks. We'll, a story we'll by. A story, story by. Story by, yes. Story a by, Brandon. story by. But yeah, steal that idea. Yes, put Danielle in the movie. There we go. <laughs> We're set. Perfect. We're set. There we go. But yeah. Yeah, the, he, he, yeah, he gets one little bit at the end where he's like, oh, nope, not you people. Yeah. As they drink whiskeys watching karaoke or i think it that or just fun. a performance or or whatnot yeah. at the, the little yeah. bar um yep. I, I did notice some things that were probably covid protocol related there were some empty places where they should have been a little more populated i i would think that like there's a like during the first scene when they're drinking out at that restaurant they we just oh, kind of close yeah. it on their table we mm-hmm. go outside they're the only people in the outside dining yeah. area and then they're walking out on a regular night and there's nobody there i was like that's probably COVID stuff. That's yeah. probably best way to get yeah. a shot. So I, I, I've been, I, it's funny because I've been thinking that about like a lot of things that I've watched lately where it, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, offices seem a little emptier, which I, I mean, I know for a fact from working on some of the New York shows that they, they, they've been wanting to, to space things out. So there were, there's like a, one of the cop shows where I think, they had like a core group of office workers of about 40. And I think because of COVID and like trying to cut numbers down in a in a condensed space, I think it's now like something like 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, it was funny because the recent uh, that just completed as of talking to this uh, Dr. Who season flux was shot under COVID protocol. It took them forever to shoot like six episodes or whatever. But there was a there was one of the episodes where the 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 villains in this have this thing called passenger and he's this big hulking guy with a mask on or whatever and you're like what's this but what he is is a prison that can keep up to like hundreds of thousands of people inside of him and they oh. go to planet stealing people to 
to put in this prison. And they're on one of the planets, and it's there's all these people because these people think they're like a messiah taking them away to yeah, this planet, like the like the island. Yes, and. So there's one where they she speaks and she mentions to them, in order to be in passenger sight, you must stand this much away from each other. So when the scene happens, they're all spaced. That doesn't look so... But I'm like, oh, COVID. That's COVID. why I have to get up oh and... Oh my God, COVID. Yeah. Wow. Well, even and, in science fiction. And, so, and there's a lot of stuff that you can... Because they did a, a season that was a one full serial rather than a bunch of different... So everything was connected mm-hmm. and a cast of a certain amount of people that with a lot of recurring characters and things and um, done under COVID protocols. And there's some scenes where you're like, yeah, there's, there's a, in the finale, there's a couple moments with Jodie Whittaker because they, the doctor splits off into, she's in the same realities at the same time. So there's like three of her and there's scenes with multiple hers. I'm like, save money for COVID. But yeah, (laughs) so it, they, but they pulled it off. They pull. I was I was plenty yeah. satisfied with it. So, as my therapist says, you got to be creative in these interesting times. Some of the best things happen under the duress. Like some people go out with these magnificent plans to make something. Something bad happens, and they get something better out of it. Like Jaws is better because it's screwed up. Like yeah, like that movie. If you could see the shark the whole time, who knows if it plays as well nowadays or even back then. So (laughs) yeah, under haste, and sometimes the big things can make it better. And Mm -hmm. I agree. So it happens. So yeah, but yeah, this is a a fun little movie. Little if you watch one Hallmark movie this year, it better be this one. If you listen to the show and you uh, yeah, it's it's this one, and it's airing quite a bit. Yes, and tell Hallmark that you want a sequel. Yeah, you want a sequel with the, with uh, see what the sisters up to. We can yes, we can. Uh, I guess we could say that Emily and uh, what was that guy's name? Another actor's Tyler. Um, oh, uh, Jamie. 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 Yes. Emily, Emily and Jamie, Jamie. They maybe they put up in Fulton. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're is... maybe they're having a baby and uh, yeah, yeah. and they're planning the wedding for the sister. Who knows? Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. There we go. There could be another production going on to a play That's that right. Jamie has to reprise a role uh, yes. or something like that in the play that the play that the uh, I will mention it felt very careful about its destruction. Like yes. it was supposed to be this pandemonium going on, but like a thing fell and like some confetti <laughs> and I was like, that didn't feel as dangerous as I think they on paper wow. it might have been yes. supposed to be but it was very cautious as to we can't destroy too much and we need to put this back together for multiple takes like <laughs> that's what it kind of felt. it was a, it was charming in that that regard Aww. yeah that's a good point that's sweet what else this is just something else we may have taken in put out in the world Done, listened to, written, blah, 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 blah. So, Danielle, what else? I was about to watch the new Sex in the City um, and just like that. And then somebody spo- – there's like a really big spoiler event in the first episode and somebody just said it. And now I'm like kind of put off and I'm going to watch it anyway, but I need it. I need like a day to – It's recoup. not important what it is. It's how it happens and you got you still have the how. That's true. That's true. Actually, no, I think I found out about the how too. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it's you haven't seen you haven't watched how they present it. So yes. maybe Which, yes, if it's a still... good thing cuz there's yeah. there's there's a Spider-Man movie coming that is apparently all about just reveals. So after Thursday when it comes out, who cares? 
That's true. It'll be based on what it looked like, how they played it. So Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna totally get spoiled for Spider Man. Um Let's see. I've been rereading a lot of Christopher Pike lately, uh, mm-hmm. just because uh, I was doing another podcast on the Pikecast, which is another fun podcast um, that I've been a guest on. And uh, Mike Flanagan um, is uh, going to be um, is actually in the process of um, bringing some Christopher Pike movies to Netflix. Cool. So I'm excited about that. Um, cause I grew up reading them. So I've been rereading them. And so when I do have like a stack of books I need to get to, um, I really want to read this book called the body scout, um, which is kind of like a, a sci-fi, uh, noir thriller, uh, but also involves baseball. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's like a futuristic, um, tale of how like, in it they're the Mets are in it and they're the Monsanto Mets like that's who they're owned by and um but uh so the book I just started it um so I don't know what happens but the uh the synopsis the summary is basically that this is a, a time period where players um are replaced by like seeming seems to be like players can get replaced by androids and mm. um so this one guy like his best friend gets murdered who's like a baseball player gets murdered and then he's like thrust into like this investigation and figuring out what happened to his best friend and what's really going on like and in this corrupt you know uh ultra futuristic world of baseball um so yeah, it's a, it seems like it's going to be exciting and fun to read. So That's um, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, sports sci-fi. That's a yeah nothing that a, something that doesn't happen often. But like stuff no. like like I still like the original Rollerball is a cool one. Um, yeah, I can think of. But yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, my what else is uh, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel? Have you seen that one? I know it's Nobody on my saw. list though. No, but I I really want to see it. I read like a really great review it's, of it from a critic I really like. So it's fantastic. Like yeah. it's best of the year good wow. in my opinion. And well, I'm excited. The guy's 83. He just made his period stuff is always really good. Um, yeah, like because if think so. if you haven't checked out Kingdom of Heaven director's cut, it's like one of his best movies ever. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I haven't watched Director's Cut, but... Yeah, it's okay. much longer. There's like an hour or something back. Like, they really chopped it down, but the Director's Cut is fat. Like, it's up there with Alien and Blade Runner and, like, of- Matchstick Men is one of my favorites of his, like, of best movies. This okay, one nice. is, like... And he's not making bad stuff recently, no. but this would be my favorite maybe since then or whatever but it's Rashomon in medieval mm-hmm. times and he kind of it's weird like people probably is like what are Matt Damon and Ben Affleck doing in this like period thing yeah. but he doesn't try to force them to have like funky accents that they oh, probably good. can't pull off he's yeah. just like act you know yeah. do the part act yeah. Affleck's pretty funny in the movie wow. Damon's really committed and you know Adam Driver always always kills it yeah I, I love him because he is just making this career path of just working with interesting people. I don't care what it is. I want to work with that person. Like, I don't think we'll see him in like some big goofy franchise picture for maybe the rest of his career just because he's yeah. just that's he he's interested in stuff rather than being like on a poster, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things um, Daniel Radcliffe always said that Harry Potter has like enabled him to do whatever right. he wants. So mm-hmm. if Star Wars like enabled him that same, yeah. you know, uh, ability, then good for him. 
Yeah, and these people usually wind up directing good things, being good directors too, because they're watching things mm-hmm. like they're they're yeah. working with interesting people to wind up being a director. And Jodie Comer continuing to, I hope, yeah, climb because she's great. magnificent. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole movie like really really good like and i knew people were loving it like it was it came out in october october is loaded with brandon movies and i just could not get to all of them and this <laughs> one went by the wayside but i got it for review and it was awesome so i was very oh, nice very very okay. happy i'm, a, with I'm this looking movie. forward to watching it yeah i hope i didn't overhype it for you but it's just no no it's it's already been piped up for me so okay I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna like it I yep. like Ridley Scott. Yeah, I do like it. And yeah, two two movies in one year from him, both yeah, wild, God. both wildly different. Yeah, no, crazy. Yeah, he's good for him. He's good. Like yeah, eighty three, yeah. and then going on his I don't give a fuck tour. Like yeah, pretty much. Just funny. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that'll do it for this week on the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about an unexpected Christmas story by Greg Magoon. Where can people keep up with you this holiday season? Um, mostly on Twitter at LSEP, E-L-L-E-S-E-P, where I tweet nonsensical thoughts and baseball takes, although it's the off season, so I promise to to lay off the baseball a little bit for now. Uh, and if you like pictures of a really cute dog, uh, I'm on Instagram at Danielle Sepp, um, because I mostly just post pictures of Brandy there, and she's pretty cute, so you might like that too recommend so yeah uh and i'm on twitter and instagram at brandon 4 kuhd written work at whysoblue.com there is more from the brandon peters show this week but until then stay film positive thank you for listening the brandon peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by brad shoemaker and brandon peters written and edited by brandon peters Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.